0: And we continue to discuss the halachas of people who are ill and their treatment because of potential death. If a person is seized by, meaning afflicted by, this disease referred to as bulmus, this is etymologically related to the word bulimia, but it's not bulimia per se. Um, it uh, is someone who is essentially starving to death. Bulmus from the two Latin words, Baus, which is like an ox, and Limus, which is ravenous, hungry. So they're absolutely starving. So then the sign of this is that they've lost their vision. They're so suffering from privation, they can't even see anymore. So Allah is, We will feed him um, whatever we can find, even if that food is not kosher. Um, any day of the week, even Yom Kippur or Yes Yom Kippur, until his eyesight returns. Until the eyesight returns, we're concerned he's at risk of, of death, potentially, from starvation, and therefore we, or malnutrition, and therefore we feed him whatever we have. Um, just an interesting side point, really. The din is that we would feed him whatever is the least usser food. Um, so the Rahmam gives an example, which I think is just worth taking note of. He says, if you had, for example, a navela, a dead dog, you know, whatever bacon to feed him, and you had tevel, just fruit from Eretz Israel that hadn't been tied properly, like you find in shops throughout the country of Israel, so definitely give him the bacon over the untied fruit, the tevel, because a navela is a much more is a much less severe penalty, um, which is just malchus as opposed to tevel untied food. Which has a Truman side of it, etc., and which is a penalty of misa Shemaim. So, when people keep kosher, it's even more important that you eat tithe proto as Yisrael than, uh, than eating bacon. Okay. Next case is Misha Nashho Shota. If one has been bitten by a rabid dog. And that means the dog has rabies. Literally, Kelev Shota means a crazy dog, but the simanim are given, it's a, a rabid dog. mechatser You may not treat him by feeding him um, the lobe of the dog's liver. It was a common medical treatment, or at least it's a common treatment, that they would feed this lobe of the liver, maybe they called it lobe, like a finger protrusion out of the dog's liver, to a person who was bitten by the rabid dog in hopes of staving off the rabies. Um, the problem is that this was not a, a medically confirmed treatment. It just was a like a folk treatment. Uh, the way the Ram describes it, it was by Torah's segula. It worked by, I'll call it magic for lack of a better term, or whatever Torah's segula is, as opposed to derech through natural means. And the halacha is, that, the mechlok is here, but the Tanakhama holds that one may not break halacha, for example, feeding a person not kosher food, a dog's liver, um, in an attempt to save him if the mechanism by which you'd be saved is not der ateva. It's not. It's not uh, confirmed. It's just uh, like a folk wisdom. It works based on you know, some sort of like segula, some kind of you know magical remedy. So that's important. We don't clutch at straws. We don't do anything possible to save a person's life when that anything is actually not based in in uh, some rational approach. Um, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that, um, even if it means you know even the person is not self the fashos because they don't break the Torah for something which has no, no rationale. However, Reb Masyid ben he disagrees. Reb Ben-Kharash is mater. He says that he holds that the feeding of the caudate lobe of the liver of the dog that had rabies to the victim of the bite um, is a confirmed remedy, or perhaps according to Rambam, even though it is functioning through Sagula, some sort of magical treatment, but if it works, it works, and that will be enough to allow a person even if it maybe works, I should say, um, that will be enough to to clutch its straws and attempt to save this person through this sort of supernatural remedy. Halacha is like the Tanakhama. Halacha is that we wouldn't break halacha for someone which has no rational basis, um, just because we're, we're panicked. I want to save this person's life. Um, another, my second editorial comments of the day, even in the year, in the 21st century, we do not have a cure for rabies. So, if a person is bitten by an um, animal which may have been carrying rabies, a bat, a dog, scratched by a cat, you need to consult with a doctor. If there's a concern that there's rabies in your area, you have to get treated immediately with those preventative shots because if, God forbid, um, the signs of rabies um, do emerge, it's, t- it's too late. There's simply no way to save a person once, they've, once the rabies have taken hold. So be careful of that, God forbid. The mission continues on, He said one more thing, if a person now literally, this means he, um, he's bothered by his throat. That's just the literal translation. And there are other girsos like choshesh pshinav, his teeth are bothering him. Literally, is the bartanura's girsah, others have choshesh in his mouth. In um, all these different girsos, the thought here that the is what's happening. What's happening is a person started by having some sort of um, ailment which is affecting his gums. His gums start to d- decay and like um, recede, and then the problems move further into his mouth, to his tongue, and then to the back of his throat. So this is some kind of systemic infection, let's say, or other severe situation. Um, and whenever we have some sort of systemic illness, as opposed to some sort of external, you know, like a, a lesion or something, but some sort of systemic illness that would require, but let things, for example, today in 21st century, the kind of thing that they need antibiotics um, or equivalent. So then that intervention uh, must be done immediately, even on Shabbos, um, even if it involves doing an Isser Do'or and the Mishnah here says that lo we put the medicine in his mouth um, on Shabbos. On Shabbos meaning not just on Yom Kippur, which it went without saying, but but Shabbos is more severe because it's not just about putting medicine in the mouth. To take medicine on Shabbos um, is only an Isidur Abanen, lest the person come to do an Isidur I, so to grind up the spices to prepare the medicine. And that would be a of course, not the issue here, an isodor when there's a situation of seconus and um, The point here is, even if it means that one has to do the isodorisa properly, proper, he has to grind up those spices or he has to go, I don't know, pick the herbs from the garden, which would involve an isodor still one may do that um, because of, of uh, the potential suffering nafashos. It's permitted. Um, the reason why, therefore, he picks Shabbos, mostly Yom Kippur, is because Shabbos is more severe in terms of the Malach angle. The penalty for being Machal Shabbos in terms of doing Malach is more severe than on Yom Kippur. Hence, he focuses on Shabbos, where we have Karis and for, for Malach on Shabbos. The reason why is because Mithneishu Safik because it is a case of Sfeik Nefashos that a person may be um, at risk of dying. The Mishnah ends by saying, any scenario you have, a, even a Suffolk, a doubt, a potential that a person could be at risk for for death, so then that pushes off Shabbos, and we do whatever we have to do. We treat it as if it's just a regular weekday, um, to the extent that we can minimize Chol Shabbos. So then fine, but we wouldn't even do anything that would delay the treatment of this person, um, even if it means you know saving, reducing the Chol Shabbos components. We got to treat him um, as efficiently and effectively it's possible the fact that the Mishnah said v'chol sfeik sh- has a any scenario where there's a potential for loss of life, at risk for life then we push up Shabbos, seems redundant and this general V'chol always, when it says and all, it comes to add something, the point here that the Mishnah is adding is a big chiddish, what it's adding is, is that in a scenario where the person is not at risk this Shabbos nothing's going to happen this Shabbos um let's say the disease hasn't spread or whatever the infection hasn't spread you might have thought well let's wait and hold off treatment until multi Shabbos so that we can you know not do this little Shabbos and we'll treat them afterwards wrong says the Mishnah if there's even if the illness will only take root later on or the risk is only like say next Shabbos so to speak um, this Shabbos ready you begin as soon as possible um, with the treatment and you continue on through Shabbos this is why if you've ever been on a regimen of antibiotics let's say you don't skip taking Shabbos in the middle you take it all the whole way through, and that, and so on, and so forth. So, the point of the mission here is that we act immediately, even if there's no risk on this particular Shabbos. Um, we still machal this Shabbos or docha this Shabbos for the sake of the person's um, long-term well-being. All based on the principle of v'chay that a person has to asheyaso sama adam v'chay A person should um, do the mitzvahs in order to live, and therefore, any scenario other than if it means contravening the gemul chamaros, the three big of eras of. Shviach hazdamim gilirayas and vodazara, and we we push them off in order to save a life.